0: The Apartment Rebellion will not be televised. Resident experience will be more than a buzzword. Staff experience will finally matter. It's happening right now. It's in the hands of the doers, the innovators, the boundary pushers, who are moving the industry forward, just like the people on this show. This is the Apartment Rebels podcast, hosted by Flamingo's CEO, June Chi. Welcome, friends of the rebellion, and may the force be with you.
1: So welcome to the latest episode of the Apartment Rebels podcast. On today's episode, I have Grady Newman uh, with Rezi. So really excited to have uh, Grady on the show. And we were just chatting earlier about apartment websites. So Rezzy is a provider for apartment websites, helps with marketing. And what I have always found because, as someone in the industry, I spend a lot of time on apartment websites. So I stock a lot of properties on their websites. And I'm always surprised by some of the websites. I'm not going to say which ones, but always surprised by some websites. So I'm really excited to have Brady on uh, to dig deep into. Apartment marketing, uh, resident experience, and a few other things. So, welcome, Brady. We'd love to uh, learn a little bit more about you.
0: Hi, Jude. Um, thank you for having me. Um, excited to talk to you today. Um, but yeah, you're spot on about Resi and what we what we do, working with real estate uh, operators and owners to um, improve their online presence. Um, websites are have been often Mm -hmm. neglected as something that they had to have and something that they didn't spend much time or capital or um, energy on. And today, we live in a little bit different world with renters that are used to buying things off Amazon and having that show up uh, the next day or same day at their doorstep. And the need for an improved online experience is higher Mm -hmm. than ever. So... That is what we we focus on helping companies improve.
1: Yeah. And that's a really good point that you mentioned Amazon. I think a lot of times properties, when they think about their resident experience or prospect experience, uh, they think that their competitors are other apartments. What I've found is that their competitors are everything else that a resident comes in contact with. So as you said, if a resident uh, is used to Amazon, if a resident is used to Facebook or Uber, companies with really amazing either customer experience or user interfaces, that's exactly what they expect from every other company that they interact with.
0: You, know, and you bring up a really great point. And in fact, another competitor of theirs has become themselves mm-hmm. through the different ILS portals. Um, the Zillow.coms, apartment.coms of the world provide an amazing user experience and you know, end up being at the, the top of Google search results mm-hmm. many times. And so I think a lot of apartment companies, property management companies sort of give up and assume that that's just going to be a part of the process. Um, and so... They end up, you know, if they are having, a, if they do have a digital marketing spend and an online advertising spend, they're really competing against their own, you know, premium mm-hmm. listings on those services to to try to rank near the top. Um, so that's another big focus of ours is trying to help companies take take ownership of their mm-hmm. online presence and to become less dependent on systems that are just simply out of their control.
1: Yeah. So kind of taking a step back, how did you get into the property management industry? So how did uh, Resi come to be? I know you uh, used to be a managing partner at uh, Newman Capital Group. And I think you mentioned that Resi is right now a subset of another company. So can you kind of give us a little bit of a background? And I saw that you went to Williams College. So funny I enough, did. one of my best friends uh, from high school went to Williams. Best friend yeah. and best competitor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Amazing. Yeah, I saw you were a, an East Coast coaster as well. Mm-hmm. And um, we well, had yeah, to dig into my background a little bit. So I'll start kind of at the beginning. I grew up in a real estate family. Mm-hmm. My dad was kind of the uh, age-old story of, uh, of a real estate developer. Bought his first duplex, rented out the other side. Grew it into a a property management and development company in the 70s and 80s. um, And was managing apartment buildings, built out mobile home communities. um, And then in the early 90s, um, transitioned into a golf course course management company. And so I kind of grew up uh, in and around real estate, something I... Uh, it's in my blood I guess and so I always knew that that was an area that I wanted to I wanted to work in um, to transition to Williams College coming out of Williams College mm-hmm. um, while most of my friends were moving to New York or Boston or other great places to um, work with consulting firms and investment banks and going to do really amazing things I knew I wanted to start something of my own and so I just, Went back to Minnesota, where I'm from, and got started. And worked for my family's company for a few years. uh, And then started to create my first startup in real estate, um, which focused on uh, providing um, energy efficiency Mm -hmm. and renewable energy solutions for multifamily owners and operators. So we're trying to do something that had typically only been... Done on large scale, with mm-hmm. um, you know, in the public sector, and try to bring some of those solutions to to the private sector. Um, you know, to really increase NOI and you know, put together projects that had really great IRRs um, for those companies. Um, the issue was I tried to do this in about 2009.
1: Mm-hmm. Which was oh. not
0: not a great time to get property owners to spend mm-hmm. any capital. Yeah. So um, you know, poised with those problems, we um set out to try to find some solutions and that's where we helped get some some pace legislation passed in, in Minnesota. Wow and looked to try to develop some um, some different insurance products so that we could guarantee savings on these um, but still for you know a period of four or five years it was just kind of like pulling teeth to try to get too many owners and operators to make you know simple projects that had three-year paybacks um, move forward and so it was just a it was challenging to say the least and um, I ended up at the same time I was doing a lot of mar- of the marketing work for my my family's company and um, you know, was a strong computer science background at Williams College and had always been kind of a passion of mine. And I taught myself how to how to build websites, um, taught myself how to how to code and started doing that for you know, like I said, my family's business and then transitioned into, all right, well, why don't I go out and ask some of these clients I've developed um that I'm doing energy work for if I can yeah. if I can build their websites. And I had a few friends in the industry that gave me mm-hmm. a shot and um, I created some great products for them. And I'm still working for most of them today. Wow. And so we've gone from, you know, doing that, doing our first one to, you know, that was about 2014 mm-hmm. um, and have had some great success in the industry, mostly focused throughout the, throughout the Midwest. But um, now I'm down in the Southwest part of the country and looking to expand our,
1: our business presence down here. Yeah, that's awesome. So were you able to, for your first few clients, were you only reaching out to um, properties that had implemented some of your energy saving programs or were you also reaching out to ones that said, I know we don't need energy savings, but uh, I like the website idea. <laughs> Um, so mostly
0: we'd focused on new lease ups. So mm-hmm. we weren't focused as much on, uh, projects that, you know, mm-hmm. needed uh, properties that needed existing work. Um, the, I mean, plus when we first started, we weren't focused solely on multifamily, mm-hmm. uh, was working with commercial real estate groups and had developed investor portals mm-hmm. and, um, really kind of was trying to figure out exactly where we wanted to set, mm-hmm. um, found some good traction in newly sub marketing. And that's kind of been our focus ever since. Um, and now I've taken some of the lessons that we've learned from that and mm-hmm. been able to apply them, you know, to
1: to existing portfolios and um, stabilized assets. Wow. So One thing I really love to know is, pretend I am new to property management or new to apartment websites or new to whatever, can you kind of break down what goes into being found online? So I am an owner, I am in the process of developing a new asset or I am about to buy a new asset. How do I ensure that I am found online? What are all the things I need? I assume I need a logo. I need a website. I need to be listed on apartments.com. Can you kind of walk us through what are all the key and core things that go into uh online presence? Sure, absolutely. Put my skills to the test. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what this is for.
0: <laughs> so I mean we like to encapsulate all that in like uh, uh, lease up marketing as our terminology for that. So pretty much everything that a property needs to, you know, go from A to Z, to go from, you know, marketing to move in, and um, what that starts with first, yeah, creating creating a brand, creating a logo, creating a presence, um, and maybe previously uh, before that is to really understand for us to work with a company to understand what is this vision. And how are we positioning? How are we looking to position this asset? Where is it going to be in the market? Who is the target audience for this for these units? Who do you expect and or hope to, to live here? Um, where are they going to pull from? And, you know, so once we understand the positioning, so it's really that's a big part of, of branding is mm-hmm. understanding who that target audience is, and then creating a, um, a brand um, that really just tells a compelling story to that audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, moving from there, you know, your, your question is more so, how do you focus and make sure you're being found online? Well, yes, there are a few different aspects. You've got your own property website. So you're gonna wanna make sure as soon as possible as you're building a building to put up a landing page. Mm-hmm. The earlier, the better. You've got free press sitting right there as everybody drives by your property, put up some construction signage, mm-hmm. Put up um, a, a banner that you know puts that has your website front and center, so that people that are interested can sign up for uh, an email newsletter, which later on will become your most powerful and highest converting tool. So that's that's step one. Um, as you are getting closer to preleasing and nearing the end of your construction. You need to make sure that you're getting all of your online listings. So there's a big part of ILS syndication. Oftentimes, that's handled through a property management software, um, Yardies, Rent Cafe, or RealPage. Um, Entrada, any, many, many out there handle ILS syndication. Um, but it's definitely important to make sure that those listings are accurate mm-hmm. throughout. A lot of them have um, different ways of describing different amenities, use different terminology mm-hmm. and words that, um, you know, it, it's not quite as easy as, as it would seem to, to make sure that all those listings are accurate. And then, from our point of view, perhaps an even more important part is, is, is building a beautiful property website. Mm-hmm. So, as much as great as the ILS tools are, Um, Leads that come through your own property website are cheaper. (laughs) Mm. Uh, You're not spending anything. You're in control of that data from start to finish. And um, really, uh, that allows you to manage the entire leasing process. Mm. And um, in order to have a beautiful property website, you've got to have beautiful photography. You got to have great... If it's earlier on in your development, get image renderings done show prospective renters what the inside of a unit looks like mm-hmm. go on virtual tours. Um, you know this, these are the things that um, in our early days I spent a lot of time really trying to understand and learn is how can we put a building that hasn't been built yet online? Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember some of our first projects going, I just don't have any assets yet. What yeah. can we what can we do? <laughs> so I remember one of our early projects, we, we stepped out and I said, gosh, you know, this building's gonna have such great views. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go fly a drone and I'll I'll geo it all out and I'll fly a drone oh, wow. through every single window that this building's going to have.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: um and show everybody what their view will look like before the building's built. So that was one way that was a little bit ahead of its time back in 2014, 2015, um, to do something like that. Um, And really, it was just a means of trying to get creative. What did we think was going to be important for that asset to sell? Mm -hmm. Views were going to be one of its top selling features. So that was something that we wanted to make sure to do really well. And that's what I would en- encourage any property owner to or, or developer to do with their mm-hmm. property is figure out what features are going to sell this the most and focus on those yeah. and do them really, really well. Um, so to continue, yeah, we, you need to make sure to have a full property website. Once you have your property built, do beautiful virtual tours, take mm-hmm. on-site photography. If you don't want to spend the money to... Um, to stage too many apartments. Their, virtual staging is another mm-hmm. really great option to make vacant spaces not vacant um, mm-hmm. for <laughs> much less work um, than it would be to move furniture around. And it and it also gives p- uh, pr- prospects just such a, a better experience looking mm-hmm. in a space that's full of furniture. Oftentimes, spaces feel bigger when okay. they are furnished than when not. Um, and then, one of the other more important pieces is your coin words for digital marketing which are Mm -hmm. seo and ppc so seo is how do you optimize your website and or your google listings and or any of your other online presence to make sure that you show up at the top for whatever keywords that you want to focus on if you are trying to build the first um, smart apartments in an area and that's Mm -hmm. your keywords go after those keywords, use them all over your website, make sure that they're in your meta titles and descriptions. Um, If you are going to um, look at digital advertising as a means to generate interest, which we highly recommend for new Mm lease-ups, that is how you can compete with apartments.com out the gate without having to wait for your SEO to build up in all likelihood, you're a brand new website. It's only been in existence for you know, three, six, nine months. You just don't have that much. Um, you don't have that <laughs> much slay with Google yet. Yeah. Um, so we often recommend, yeah, um, using some digital ad strategies um, with Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and more importantly, Google um, to make sure that you're showing up at the top of the list. And you know, we help. Properties create buckets for those to revisit those target audiences that Mm -hmm. we established early on to say, how do we reach the target audience that is looking to fill your one bedrooms or your two bedrooms? What are they searching for online? What do they care about? And how do we focus our our keywords Mm -hmm. on on those audiences? Um, And then lastly is to continue to communicate with the audience that you've established with email marketing and having, um, a beautiful online presence, um, the whole way through, um, yeah. you know, making sure that you have consistent branding today is just ever that much more important,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, for prospective renters. They're just, they're used to it with all these other brands that we're talking about, Uber and Amazon, they've just got a, a really great online experience. And a lot of, a lot of rental experiences online are, are less than pleasant
2: mm-hmm. today.
0: Um, as you're jumping from system to system, um, branding and the look of everything changes and it just becomes a less pleasant experience for your renter. So that's something that we, you know, we highly recommend for for our clients and and future clients is to make sure that a brand is really um that you're looking the way that you want to every step of the way.
1: Yeah. So definitely a lot to unpack there. So <laughs> want to thank you for that. And I really want to break some of those down into um, a little bit more details. So starting with the branding element. So you mentioned that branding is one of the most important pieces. And you also mentioned from what it sounds like. If you are a new development, you want to get your website up as quickly as possible. So, which of those is more important? If you, as a developer, are not quite sure yet what your branding is going to be, um, how do you um, kind of consolidate those two things? Certainly,
0: um, I mean, you can, and we've done this before. Put up a brandless mm-hmm. um, <laughs> intake form online, something okay. that is completely brandless. Mm-hmm. Just uh, enter your name and email for more information. Mm-hmm. And, you know, choose whichever fonts are going to be the least likely to be remembered <laughs> okay. and just really have it be super simple.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, and that's that's a way to, to get around. Well, I don't have a brand yet. How do I mm-hmm. how do I get this up? Um, you know, but it's also. If we're talking about a month and we're you know 18 months out, that's mm-hmm. that's that's one thing. Um, but if we're talking about it's going to take us a month to put a brand together and we're looking to open in six months,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, then you know, the sooner, the, the better. So mm-hmm. it really is a little bit situationally dependent.
1: So is there ever a situation where it's too early to have a website or should properties get a website up as soon as they know the name of the property?
0: Um, Yeah, I would suggest as soon as they know the name of the property. I mean, a part of naming a property in our experience is making sure that they get the domain and all of the socials, and that they're all available, and they lock all those down early on in the process.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there are some, you know, great sites out there that allow you to quickly search, um, you know, different domain names and mm-hmm. what's available, so you don't have to go type them in on every site. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's an important part of of the process is is establishing those very very early on, mm-hmm. um, and the question of is is it, is it ever too early? Um, Not, not in my opinion, Um, the longer that you are there, I mean, unless a part of your branding has some mysticism around Mm -hmm. it on purpose, then I, 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 I don't see a need to, to wait for,
1: for anything. Yeah. And then thinking through like the branding element for apartments. So when you think about branding, what should, Marketers uh, think about as they think about like, what that brand should be. Corporate branding is very unique and very different than typical like company branding. As a company, you think about a lot of different elements. You think about the culture, you think about um, what your potential customers are going to expect from you. You think about the services that you provide. But apartments are a little bit unique, even though they are in some ways similar to businesses, but they are a little bit different than the typical business. So how do you, how should marketers or apartment marketers like think about like branding differently than you might for other companies?
0: certainly well it it depends on the type of company that you are if you're looking to brand and market a particular asset or if that asset is a part of a larger brand Mm -hmm. um, which i think we're going to continue to see more and more of um, in the future is a little bit more of a centralized brand and centralized leasing experience which i'm sure we can maybe tackle later Mm -hmm. um but you know some of the most important factors are really just Figuring out what is going to to set you apart, and you know, in today's day and age, it's and uh, you know, a big amenity race, and then every mm-hmm. property trying to talk about their amenities that are different. Um, you know, and as I was suggesting to you before we got started, I love what your company is doing, and I think that that is another really great way to to stand out today is to talk about in your branding It is the experience of being a resident mm-hmm. and one of your facilities, um, whether that be, uh, just a solo property or a, a, a number, um, under your management and mm-hmm. that, um, and, and that, that's going to continue to be an important piece, you know, one in terms of the reputation of a management company,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, that we're, we're seeing just, that's going to have a big factor on online reviews, which is going to have a big factor on how yeah. hard it is to get, you know, potential rent, renters to, to your site and how much you're frankly going to have to pay for, for leads to get there. Yeah. Um, so those are, you know, a couple of the the ways that we suggest looking to try to stand out, and then just you, know, you want to make sure to have crystal clear messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've gotten uh, a little bit exaggerated and at times <laughs> on some websites in in how that we describe particular assets. You know, I'm one to suggest that you know a picture is worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's probably not. Uh, The best in terms of SEO, you know, maybe you want to have it a thousand words too, but um, but pictures tell the story. And so, I mean, our audiences are more visual than ever today as they are spending their, you know, four hours a day on Instagram and, you know, scrolling through feeds. You need to have some, you know, really beautiful ways to show off your property. Uh, And, you know,
1: that can be, you know, a big part of, of your branding as well. So prior to this call, I had the chance to look through, I like one thing I really like about your website is you guys have um, just like portfolio examples that link to some of your clients. And what is really nice about that is when you go, you can see for each website, it's very unique and very different. And all those websites look very, very modern. (laughs) So. The thing that always surprises me is when I go to an apartment's website and it just looks really old. So for properties that right now still have older websites, like why what's the reason behind that? Is it a budget issue? Is it that they don't realize having a modern website makes sense or is there something there where it's like it doesn't really matter?
0: Um
1: I think it's probably the the the
0: latter. I think mm-hmm. in cases where people haven't updated, it's either a, a, you know potentially a budget issue or mm-hmm. not understanding that you know maybe they they can get it done within their
2: budget mm-hmm.
0: um, and not understanding all the options um, and. Frankly, a lot of it is also defaulting to whatever tools are provided by the different property management softwares. Mm -hmm. You know, it seems a lot easier when you, you know, sign up for your property management software and they say, yeah, it comes with one of these 50 templates, you know, Mm -hmm. just pick one and, you know, you'll have a website. Well, um, you know, to speak of your point that you're making about some of our examples, you know, we like to pride ourselves on all of our sites, you know, looking very unique and, having real personality and a real brand about them. Um, you know, with so many template systems out there today, although many of them are are very great and you know provide a really great online experience, they're not unique in in really any way. Um, and that's just a shame because the the one great thing of having your own property website versus just having a listing on apartments.com is that you can do whatever you want with it. And Um, you know, we've been a big proponent of just really clean, simple design, but having it all be, you know, just branded very effectively and, you know, making sure to maintain all of the like useful, useful features. You know, we aren't just doing, Design for design's sake. Um, they've all been, you know, they're all tested. And we look at the data as to, you know, what did what was the difference of adding this element mm-hmm. to the site versus these other sites that we've worked on? And is that something that we want to continue to do moving mm-hmm. forward? And so it's a continuously evolving um, you know, practice of what's working and what's not. And, you know, those things are always changing. Mm-hmm. Um You know, so that's why we've also tried to set ourselves apart a little bit in, in that, you know, with our tool, you, you can sign up and, be ideally future proof is that mm-hmm. we, we do include, you know, upgrades and that it's more of a software experience where you're yeah. continuously getting upgrades to, to your product,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and to your, to your website, um, you know, without having to, you know, to pay extra and we're not out there to, you know, to continue to sell, um, yeah. you, a new website every three years. We want you to be happy and we want to continue to push residents your, your way. Um, so does that answer some of your questions? About
1: yeah, that, that uh, no. Yeah, so for and then for properties that for where this is more like a budget issue for them or that are am mm-hmm. wondering about how do I modernize my website? Like what are the typical budget ranges that they have to uh, kind of plan for if they, for example, want to completely upgrade for 2022?
0: Certainly. Um, so for a range um, you're going to see anywhere between $1,000 to I think there is no limit mm-hmm. in terms of what somebody you know can do but for yeah. for those with a budget concern um, you know yeah lower end options are going to be somewhere between $1,000 and $5,000 mm-hmm. um, you know our approach to trying to you know reduce that upfront cost is to is to really kind of build a little bit of that cost into our ongoing you know mm-hmm. again ongoing management fee to make it more affordable up front um and you know th- those are those are what some of the costs can look like mm-hmm. you know at that range you're likely to get a little bit more of a templated look yeah. um in many cases um you know we've got a an interesting approach to how we design sites in that they are not you know, we have templates built, but they're not mm-hmm. built as templates. They're built as really just examples. And I like to kind of call it an inspiration library because yeah. our entire system is modular. Um, we can take any little aspect of any site and mm-hmm. put them together um, like little puzzle pieces. And, you know, that allows, that's part of what allows our sites to look so much different. Mm-hmm. And um, that's... You know, we we can do that at a relatively low, low price level for those that you know don't think that they have the budget for it and or yeah. those that think that they should just go with whatever their yes. property management software provides for you know a bucket unit
1: per mm-hmm. month. Yeah. And then so you mentioned something about um you have you now have you no know, data that has shown what some of those modules or BITFN designs might impact whether it's uh, bounce rates or other things. So what have you guys found? Like, What are some of the surprising things you've learned looking at the data that you have?
0: Certainly. I mean, I would say that Frankly, they're not all that surprising. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, everybody likes um, virtual tours. Mm-hmm. Everybody is looking at you know most traffic is going to be on the home page, is going to be on the gallery page mm-hmm. and the floor plan page, and then you know also the, the amenities page, and that's where their renters are living. Mm-hmm. And um, you know we've looked at yeah different design modules and whatnot. You know a, a nice a really great tool that you know we we used to build ourselves was mm-hmm. the the sitemap and, you know, we've seen ingrained build just an absolutely beautiful tool with their sitemap mm-hmm. option. Um, you know, but something that, you know, we, you know, where we like to sit is that a, a lot of that data then can get lost. You mm-hmm. no longer can see if you're plopping a sitemap on your site, um, how many one bedrooms are being clicked versus two bedrooms. Am I getting the right kind of traffic that mm-hmm. I want, you know, with my marketing spent, And, you know, so when we look to integrate stuff like that and tools like that, you know, they have a really uh, amazing API where Mm -hmm. we can still pull that data from their tool into our marketing reports Mm -hmm. for clients so that we're still not not losing that data. And so I'd suggest that that's a really important aspect of, um, you know, just something that we've learned over the Mm -hmm. years as as some of these tools get, you know, built into sites, um, you know, to make sure that we have really great integration opportunities.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned something else earlier, also very interesting, which is how having a great website reduces your spend. Um, so your acquisition cost. So for most apartments, you are using like apartments.com, or apartments, whatever. And it's, you essentially like, and then also trying to get residents to come directly through your website. So how can apartments kind of consolidate those two things? So you still want to use the ILLs (laughs) while still trying to optimize your specific website for acquisition. So what's the best way to balance those two uh, perspectives?
0: Certainly. I mean, in in our uh, experience, the um, the ILSs are, are a great source of leads. There is mm-hmm. no no doubting that. Um, that is often the first stop that mm-hmm. most renters make on their journey is, okay, it's time for us to start looking. They have no idea what they want yet. They mm-hmm. may not even know what city they want to be in yet, let alone where they want to be in a city or what they're looking for. So they're going to start really broad. And that's what those tools are really great for, mm-hmm. is for them to explore what options are out there and to get an idea of pricing from there. So, you know, paying for featured, you know, to be at the top of those listings, you know, definitely can pay off. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that there's not a return on their investment there, because there is. Um, but they're generally pretty expensive to be, you know, with gold mm-hmm. packages and, and, and whatnot. It's it's a lot to pay for somebody really early in the journey. Mm-hmm. Um you know now if you have the budget to be at the top <laughs> all throughout the Register's journey. More powerful, and I recommend that for everybody. But for those that do have some limitations of budget, mm-hmm. um, you know, we've found that there is a there can be a really good balance between those those tools. Uh, um, that being spending, continuing to spend some on advertising through the ILSs,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but potentially shifting a, a good chunk of your budget towards Google Ads and mm-hmm. trying to compete with the ILSs to show up at the top of of search results. Um, for your target keywords, um, we did a couple of case studies. One of them's published on our website, in which we looked at, mm-hmm. you know, a new development outside of Denver and their their marketing spend, and looked at what they were spending on ILSs versus what we were spending on on Google Ads, and mm-hmm. found that we had a much much higher um, rate of return on our on Google ad spending than we did really? and we did through ILSs. Um, I mean, and that's because really in the end. Um, you're going to see a lead come through your property website before mm-hmm. they decide to, to live there. That's mm-hmm. it's going to be a stop somewhere along the way in the renters' journey, um, and so. Um, yeah, I mean, we were actually able to see a return that was almost uh, what four times, four times oh, better wow. um, in some cases. Now, you know, this is on a new lease up, and this may, be, you know, we want to be able to collect more data. And I mm-hmm. can't speak to that; it's going to be the same in every market. That's going to be completely dependent on how competitive apartments.coms mm-hmm. listings are and how competitive the Google um, rankings are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but just the fact that it was even anywhere near that suggests that it's. Certainly something for everybody to be looking at. And so so,
1: if, uh, I was going to say, so if a property has, let's say, their marketing budget is like $10,000, how much of that should they be spending on um, their SEO website, Google ads, and all those other sort of things that bring traffic directly to them versus to third-party services, third-party listing services? Certainly.
0: Um, well, it also depends on what else is involved in that marketing budget. Mm. Are we uh, including uh, you know print ads or is this solely their their uh, digital marketing budget? Mm. Um, if it is their digital marketing budget, I'll speak to that and suggest that um, you know based on our experience that you know uh, looking at the studies that we've done on our on our own clients, we, We've, we would suggest as much as you know <laughs> half to 3 quarters of their budget going to their own advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they're just going to see a much higher rate of return with that. Mm-hmm. And that's going to continue to drive traffic to their site, which is going to boost their organic SEO in the long term. Mm-hmm. So like I said early on, when we're talking about lease-up marketing, yeah, we're going to be spending a fair amount of dollars up front. On, on advertising to get traffic through the door. Yeah. But the idea is that over time we're able to wean off of that as we generate more traffic organically. Mm-hmm. And um, you know at that point, you know, ideally we can trim our marketing budget all
1: together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I've seen a couple of properties with blocks and I assume that block is there to drive traffic studio website. Uh, so some topics you see are like, hey, here are some events to do in the city, those types of things. Like how successful are those types of attempts to really build SEO for that property's website? And what are things that they should be doing outside of the typical like Google Ads or um, making sure they have like the right like metadata? What are things that properties can really do to actually become a domain authority?
0: Certainly. Um, well, to put it really simply, um, the way my my take on SEO today mm-hmm. is it's this it's this term that not everybody really understands, but mm-hmm. it's really pretty simple. And that is that you want to engage your renters and your customers, and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple. You want to use whatever tools are at your disposal to engage with your customers and to produce yeah more content online for other people to be able to engage mm-hmm. with. So really, you're looking to network yourself or your property or your management company online, and um, that can be done yes through blogging. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, blogging is a, a really you know time-tested method of generating you know long-tail keyword SEO, and. Um, you know, but that said, we don't generally see a great return from doing it on a single property site. A lot of times it's, um, you know, a higher rate of return when doing it for a, a, a property management company or an ownership company that really wants to push their, their brand, um, and or like kind of micro, micro sites, um, mm-hmm. like a group of properties. Um, it's just it's hard to generate enough content and you're not going to have a giant audience for a mm-hmm. single property in in many cases that's not yeah. it's simply not always the case um but using using social tools i mean you really want to be where your renters are mm-hmm. um so you want to be spending the time on those on those tools um you know today that's that's instagram today that's TikTok mm-hmm. it's um, it's all of those tools as well so i think it's just as important probably to have a, a great instagram and produce really great content that's engaging mm-hmm. um, today um, and not just um, you know here's our here's our pool
1: yep <laughs> i'm always surprised when i see that when you look at a properties website or not website but their social media pages and post after post after post is look at this beautiful view or look at uh, this empty apartment unit or look at this amenity. So when you think about social media, um, what are the things that actually make it engaging? So if I am a property and I really want to drive our from my Instagram, like, what are some of those things that are actually going to drive leads?
0: Certainly. Um... You know, that's, we could go on for a
1: long time about about
0: this topic, but uh, again, I'm going to step back to, we want to focus on content that's engaging. Mm-hmm. What is going to engage a renter, especially if they are already living in your building, sending them photos of your building, just isn't that engaging that, it, um, Maybe if they're in them, they'd be more likely (laughs) to be engaged in those posts. Um, but we're a big proponent of generating content that's, that's useful to renters. Um, provide them with information, educate them. Um, you know, I've been a big proponent of wellness for the last several years Mm -hmm. and talk about wellness, give them some recipes to try, give them, you know, different things to improve their lives. Your renters are, are, are busy. Busy people, and you know, we all don't take enough time to yeah. to um, you know educate ourselves outside of these these different mediums. So I'd suggest mm-hmm. that apartment communities and management companies use these mediums to communicate educational information mm-hmm. to their renters. That's that's an idea for engaging posts. Help them help them improve their improve their lives, and mm-hmm. if they're improving their lives at your facility, um, I mean, in the end, all the better for
1: everyone. Yeah, uh, especially looking at the fact that right now, so many people are working from home right. and that's like a lot of content there to help them be better, uh, work from home uh, staff. And then you touched on this a little bit and um, it's something I wanted to dig uh, into regarding portfolio branding versus like single building branding. So what are your thoughts around that? Um, yeah, at times I've,
0: I've even questioned myself in the past, going, "Well, if, as I encourage companies to grow more of the portfolio branding and have a centralized leasing management tool, am I shooting myself in the foot here?" Which <laughs> actually, mm-hmm. yeah, ideally, generating less business as I'm, you know, pushing to have one big website versus several. Yeah. And you know, in the end, I do think I do feel that there is a good balance between the two. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to kind of come back a little bit to um, HubSpot's, um, wheel and spoke,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um, SEO method, where you've got one centralized source for all this information, and then you've got other tools that are basically like feeding traffic back to your management company. Mm -hmm. Um, so in terms of branding, um. I mean, I don't. I don't know that. Um, I necessarily know exactly what what is best um, right now. I've seen everything from yeah, you know, branding each site to be slightly you know the same. These are all mm. um, you know windows on. Um, You know, something or other as a, as a brand or, um, you know, and those I think are, are really great because that helps you to generate some brand recognition in your management. And I'd highly encourage anybody that, you know, has that ability to, to do that and to create those, those brands on the portfolio level. Um, but it's also important in many cases to differentiate your onsite properties mm-hmm. so that you are different in the market. So there's a balance because you have to keep in mind, I can't just plot this, um, you know, say that this development concept has worked in this town and this yeah. town and this town. I can't just assume that it's going to also work here. You know, we need to look at that market individually mm-hmm. and see what the competitors are doing, see what those, you know, that target audience wants in that market area. And so I I don't think it's a one size fits all. I
1: think it's important to study each, each property, um, individually. Yeah. And then, so kind of looking at the bigger picture of, um, the future for being found online, because this is really what this is about. Like, what do you see as your big predictions? Um, so what are the best properties going to do over the next, like one to three years to really stand out? Certainly. Um,
0: so I think that the best properties are going to just continue to take more and more of their content digitally. I think we're going to see, we should see even better, more interactive virtual tours than mm-hmm. we're seeing today. I think we need to see a lot more video than mm-hmm. we're seeing today. Um, you know, we've got you know, very basic AI chatbots. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know how we really even call them chatbots because they're really not that interactive. (laughs) They're, you know, pretty simple, logical things. Now, that's not to say that they aren't useful and they're not, you know, producing results because Mm -hmm. they are. But to me, that speaks to... If really we just needed this simple bot to present the same information that's on the website, (laughs) our website's just not that well organized. (laughs) And that that might be the problem. It might speak to why that they're working so well. Um, So I think we're just going to continue to see more and more companies taking ownership of their (laughs) online presence. I look at um, some firms that I think are doing just a really great job today, and they're doing all of these things really, really well. They are branding everything really well they're putting it all under a single umbrella and using centralized leasing um, as a means to lower their lower their leasing costs and to um provide a more um comment like a a more smooth experience for a renter um Mm -hmm. all the way through and i think that that's going to be a big part of yeah, owning their position on the search rankings. The better yeah. job that they do there, the more they're going to be up in the search rankings. And frankly, um, you know, they're going to be competing against the ILSs mm-hmm. of, of the world. And in the end, I think that Google is going to prefer the company that gives the information directly versus mm-hmm. that that does it as a directory listing. And so I, I think that that's absolutely a way to to, to try to compete against, um, well, other people in the industry, but as well as how to compete against your own listings mm-hmm. and make it to the top, is is just keep doing this work. That the the more traffic you get, the better yeah. experience you provide. That's what Google wants. It's not really all that that complicated. Yeah. They have they try to have a you know very complex algorithm. But in the end, the goal of that algorithm is to provide, is to try to provide their searchers with the information that they want. And so I'd suggest there's really no trick to doing it. It's just let's provide people with what they want and do it as best as we can.
1: Very nice. Ned, you mentioned that uh, you've seen one company or a few that are doing this really, really well. And how, What are they doing differently and who? what company is this? I'm always curious to you know who's like killing it, uh, literally <laughs> killing it. <laughs> well, I
0: was just I was just taking a peek online today as I'm you know, scouring looking for companies to try to talk to in, in the southeast region, and I um, I honestly had never even spoken to them, but I came across Arium Living, and I thought that they were just doing a fantastic job with their with their SEO, with their very simple um, presentation, um, and that it was generating a great deal of SEO value for them, and I, I thought that they were doing just a really great. Really great job! I'm curious to talk to them at some point and uh, you know learn what their what their long term strategy is.
1: Nice. Well, shout out to Irium Living, love it. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then um, thinking about the future, thinking about being like found online, how does all of this like play into your views on like resident experience? So. How does having a great like prospect experience or being found online translate into uh, maybe the like resident experience as a whole and how does that play back to um, the prospect side?
0: Okay, absolutely. So again, um, I want to emphasize the importance of this just being a real thing. We want our residents to enjoy their experience in every, every way at your properties. Now, the way that that can affect you and looking at it from an online perspective is your residence experience is going to be have an effect on what your online reviews look like and your online reputation. And your online reputation is going to have a big, big impact on how easy it is for people to find you and how likely they are to click your website, even if you do show up at the top. Um, you know, frankly, Everybody looks at reviews today. That's just a big part of, of a renter's, um, you know, process is, is looking at reviews and seeing how, how previous residents and or prospects have enjoyed their experience. Um, and so the better resident experience that you have, the more engaged your renters are, the more active they are, um, in an online forum about your property, um, you know, the, the better off you're going to be. It's going to make your property
1: more desirable to, to live at. Kind of love it. So Grady, thank you so much for being on our podcast. I really enjoyed the conversation and I think websites and being found online are one of those critical pieces that right now, property is spent a lot of time on, but I think there is so much opportunity to really stand out in multiple different ways. So um, thank you for being on. Well, thank you very much, I Jude.
0: Enjoy, I enjoy talking to you.